Welcome back to the program. What does it mean when you hear, hear the term defund the police? What does that mean? It does not mean that we just go without any kind of law enforcement at all. I can tell you that in Toronto, two city councillors this morning are now pushing for the Toronto police to reduce its budget by 10% in 2021. One of those councillors, Josh Matlow, has said on Twitter that he's planning to move a motion to cut the budget at the city council meeting at the end of the month. And the motion has been seconded by Kristen Wong Tam. And it comes as council members are being inundated with demands from residents to defund the police. In other words, to cut back on the policing budget. And not only that, also there is the issue of body cameras. The Prime Minister talking about police body cams this morning during his morning update, saying that he will be in touch with the provinces later this week to urge provinces to move forward with the issuance of body cams for police officers, including police officers here in Toronto. To talk more about these issues and what it means for Toronto Police, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Mike McCormick, who is president of the Toronto Police Association. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. Let's begin with defund the police and a proposal to cut the police budget by 10%. Your reaction to that? Um, I'm not quite sure, uh, as you said, uh, you know, what that exactly entails or why is it uh, defunding the police and not, okay, we need to fund these social programs. I don't quite get the correlation between defunding the police uh, is the concept that we as the police are responsible for the budget for social programs. So it's a little bit ambiguous to me as to the correlation between um, a robust social fabric or uh, net uh, and network to defunding the police. They seem to be completely different uh, concepts. But if there's only so many eggs in the basket and the majority of the eggs go to the Toronto police, and we know that that is the case when it comes to the budget of the city of Toronto, that maybe some of those eggs should go in a different basket. So, but again, it shouldn't you be looking at this as a holistic way and look at the Toronto city budget in general and saying, okay, if we need these social programs, we should be paying for these social programs. What I'm really interested in is we've been going through a narrative and a dialogue in policing, making sure we have essential core policing functions done. Uh, we've just gone through a shift, a modeling change, something that we haven't seen in 35 years, looking at efficiencies, looking at how do we uh, have value for the tax dollars that are being put in policing, 600 fewer officers, how we're deployed, looking at that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really confused because this seems to be nothing more than an emotional reaction uh, to a set of circumstances um, that, that have occurred over the last several weeks, not a thought out process of saying, okay, what are we trying to do here with evidence and data? Um, so I, I think that it's just lacking those types of things. So it, it seems to be an ill thought out uh, concept without having any, and the, you know, the devil's always in the details. So where are the details around this? Well, the evidence and the data that some would point to would be the number of interactions between police and people of color, especially black Canadians, that the percentages are much higher. And that even though you're talking about a difference of roles and changes in the number of police officers, the actual number, the budget for the Toronto police continue continues to escalate 
So are we not going in the wrong direction? Well, again, I think that when you look at budgets across this whole notion of and Alan, when you're saying, oh, yeah, the police budget is continuing to escalate or, or increase. I, I think that gives a notion of people listening and saying, holy smokes, the police budget's increasing. No, general spending has increased and inflation and everything adds to that. Just so, you know, when we look at the pie that policing has taken up in the tax budget, we have not got an exponentially higher piece of that pie. It's always remained around 986 to 10.1%. And then your notion that we have more. So we go where we get a call to go. We respond to different uh, calls, call, service calls, wherever we're going. So for you to say that, you know, you, to, to throw out a stat, well, we have a disproportionate amount of interactions with people of color or whatever that is. You have to really drill down to that and look at that. So to, just to make that statement, it's not necessarily an accurate statement unless we have the context of what what were the police doing there, how we, and that's why we su- supported the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the concept of uh, retaining and getting um, data based on race uh, for every aspect. Who's calling the police? What are we responding to? So we can have a real good picture of what we're looking at and when we're talking about that. But again, I want to go back to this defunding of police. And, you know, yes, we need to have a very, and we've always been big advocates of a strong social fabric. You have to give people hope and opportunity and the ability to advance themselves. But now to say, okay, we're going to find 10% of that in the policing budget. Tell me exactly what policing programs you want to cut. Let's have a discussion about that. But let's cut the crap and get, get to the real stuff. Well, let me read you this. This is uh, from Twitter from Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam this morning. Police budget cuts are always met with aggressive resistance. Politicians get cautioned by police bosses. Work slowdowns take place and other ways to send us a message. This time, things are different. Your reaction yeah. to that? Uh, it's, it, to, to me, it's, it's political rhetoric. Um, and, and, you know... Uh, that's not the case, and and, and the council, uh, you you know, when you want to talk about sensationalism, we have ca- uh, carried on a discussion over the last years about efficiencies around policing and what are the the, the costs of policing, and when we're looking at, we just want to make sure that, and this is something Ellen, that we've done, like as I said, in 35 years, we haven't had a change in shifts. We're we are able now to look at the amount of officers that we need to deploy them in the proper ways at the proper times and in the proper areas to create those efficiencies. Is there a cost associated to that? A hundred percent. But for uh, the counselor to come out and say, oh, well, this is, we're not out there saying the sky is falling and everybody's going to, you know, this is the end of the world. We're saying you got to have a discussion based on data and evidence. So maybe the counselor should get caught up on that and forget the rhetoric of 20, 30 years ago. That's long gone. I want to, uh, before we run out of time, quickly turn to police body cameras uh, and what the Prime Minister said today and your position on body cameras for Toronto Police. Yeah, and again, that's a great segue because, you know, we've been looking at body-worn cameras, and first of all, you know, our membership supports body-worn cameras. We piloted them. Members loved them. They wanted to get them rolled out. So that now, and there was a recent petition, that now is in the hands of the Police Service Board on a procurement contract. So... That argument's already baked. We're ready to get them. Our members are waiting for them, and then you're getting into the bureaucratic red tape. So that's where that lies. But we fully support them. But again, here we have councillors saying we need to defund police, but we want to, uh, and and the premier saying, okay, we want to get body worn cameras. Is the is the premier willing to to put the cost of that? 
like you're talking about taking funds, but then let's get this program going, body worn cameras. And who's going to pay for that? You, that would come out of your understanding that would come out of the police budget overall. <laughs> yeah, of course it would. That's why we're waiting for the police service board to, uh, to fund it. Mike McCormick is the president of the Toronto Police Association. Mike, always great to talk to you. Thank you for your perspective and joining me on the show. All right. Thank you and uh, be safe.